Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, I want to welcome everybody to the Unimpressed Podcast today. How's everyone doing? And we have magician Carl Michael on the Unimpressed Podcast. Yes, yes. Better late than never, you know. Uh, we finally got him here. Yeah. We got him here, and uh, it's all good. So welcome to Thank the you. Unimpressed yeah, Podcast. Thanks for having me. So what's going on with you? You live in Myrtle Beach. Yeah. So you're a short hour and a half away from here. and uh, 205. 205? 205. Now, where are you at in Myrtle? Towards the Grand Dunes region, so like border of Myrtle Beach and North Myrtle. So oh, okay. Yeah, on the edge of Myrtle Beach. So, if you didn't know it, Myrtle Beach has one of the top magicians in the country right here in South Carolina. Tell me a little bit about, I don't know, what do you do? Well, you got a dog, you do magic, <laughs> you do shows. I mean, yeah. you, you come to Charleston a lot. I saw no. you at the show the other night. Yeah, yeah. How'd you enjoy the show? show was great. Yeah. What was yeah. your favorite effect? My favorite effect was the dart. The blow dart. The blow dart. Yeah. The oh. blow dart is a, it's a very original effect. Spent a lot of years kind of developing that that routine into what it is today. Super unique. It's it's very difficult to do live. Yeah, it's it's a it's a crowd favorite. So well, one thing I you know when I met you and I said we're gonna try to work together and so forth, I started doing some homework. You know, Matt, our head of production guy, he uh, studied magic for fourteen years. Yeah. And one thing he said to me, you know, I do my homework. It ain't just, you know, I'm not doing this for my health, Carl. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So, but one thing he said to me that kind of gave me more interest than I initially thought was the authenticity of what you do. Can you tell me what authentic magic is and what's the difference um, between what you see that may not be authentic? I guess first and foremost, I would perform 365 days a year if I could. If I was booked 365 shows a year, I would absolutely take 365 shows. So I love what I do. So with that magic, I want to always have real reactions with real people at all times. So nothing staged, nothing stooged, super organic, and things that are relatable. So in that show, you can see that there's a lot of stories about my family and about my travels and about people that I meet and things that I come across. So organic, authentic magic is means real at all times. So what you see is what you get. You're not going to see something and see a story on stage and want to break down and say, oh, that was really sad, but then find out that the story wasn't true. So the story about my grandpa at the end of the show, everything is completely, it's a real story. So I think people can see when they're watching a show, like the real emotion involved in that. When I talk about my sister being you know, overseas and being away from her kids. Like those are all real stories. So they're the relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the magic to be super relatable, um, which is why I do the the meet and greet after every show. And sometimes I'm there for an hour, hour and a half stand there and people will tell me about their life and their experiences. And I guess people can get a sense of, they can get to know you as a person on stage rather than just see a magic show. 
So well, explain, break down a, a a trick, magic trick, or mm-hmm. you know, break that down for me. I mean, what is the difference between, into the process that goes? Well, the process of being authentic. What is that? What does that mean? So I think about you know, I will have a story first that I've either experienced or had in my life, and then I'll create the effect around that story. Dating back to my grandpa, you know, being on the banks of the Ohio River and kind of chatting it up with my grandpa and he putting a glass bottle into a bag. And then that story was in my life way before the magic trick. So I developed the effect based on the experience I had as a child. Now, was anybody in your family a magician? No. (laughs) No. So where did the, where did the drive come from? Farmers and school teachers and coal miners. That's it. So nobody even in the sense, nobody even in my family even plays an instrument. So nothing with the arts. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. But I was the, the oddball where, you know, I always took theater classes and drama and acting classes and, and had a shot, you know, early on, I, I, I got cast into a couple of different things. And then my grandma came down with, uh, with some health problems. So that kind of spiraled that out of the, the context, but, uh, you know, I was always into artsy things, mm-hmm. but can't draw. I can't even draw a stick figure mm-hmm. and currently play no instrument, but that will change. I, I do want to learn how to play something because. So was it hard to nail you down as a kid? Yeah, <laughs> super, super energetic. Uh, you know, uh, I've been trying uh, to nail you down for three weeks. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we finally got you here after three weeks. I uh, I'm always on the go. You know, yeah. I, I just go go go. Don't even really. I don't even drink caffeine. Don't drink coffee in the morning. But I'm just like ready to go always. You know. So when you get out of bed, what's your? How does your day start? Uh. With the dog, obviously, he's jumping at the door. He has a lot of energy as well. Uh, he's a Jack Russell Chihuahua, so he's so it fits your personality. He fits my personality. He, uh, <laughs> I've had some weird pets. We'll get to that in a little bit, but uh, yeah, he's ready to go in the morning. He's he's jumping up on the door. He wants to go outside. So it kind of starts with that. Been riding the bike a lot, so I try to try to knock out ten to fifteen miles on on the bike. So I've been you know biking. Quite quite a bit during mm-hmm. COVID, I, I biked every day. It's kind of gotten less now that I'm getting back into performing more. But biking, I don't cook at all, so I usually go uh, find somewhere to have breakfast or lunch because I'm not much of a cook. So, what is your go-to meal? I love soup. 
soup. <laughs> so, which is weird. I, I know I could eat soup every day. Any, yeah. any soup fans out there? I eat, yeah, uh, lots of soup. Steak is like my go-to meal. So anything steak, steak tacos, steak, steak salad, steak. The steak. The other night you had the uh, steak, what was that? Steak thing? martini at Hall's. Yeah, you had the steak martini. That's off the menu. Yeah, they put mashed potatoes and filet mignon in a martini and gra- a martini glass. Because it, it was funny when I went over there and, and we were trying to get that drink because I guess the waitress forgot about us for a minute. And the one bartender I knew, I said, "What's up, man? Where's what's up?" And uh, she said, "He said, where are you sitting?" I said, "Over there." And he says, "Just tell Double what he called He said, "Tell Double Door just to raise his hand. Now run right over." Double Door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they refer to you as Double Door from uh, the the. The card's been on the ceiling there for uh, seven years. Yeah, you did a trick there, and that card is still on the ceiling. So people will come in and send me pictures and be like, "You ever been to Halls?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's the card." Oh, really? So it's nice. So that was been, a great dinner the other night. We had a we had a good crowd. Yeah, uh, good, that was good cool. Group of people. Your friend so. Josh and uh, uh, his and fiance or wife girlfriend Leah yeah, Leah yeah Leah yeah. Dawson Leah Lawson Lawson yeah, yeah. Leah Lawson. And I still don't know their other friend's name. What was his name? He's some big wheel. He's a big shot. Big yeah, guy. Yeah. Big record guy. Absolutely. Big record guy. We're in the midst of this pandemic. Live shows are getting back. We got a little little shake going on right now, possibly with the pandemic. I mean, what what's your goals the next year? Next two years? What do you want to do? I mean, because I don't think I say this about comedians as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think years ago, comedians were celebrated. You know, magicians were more celebrated. You know, Evil Knievel was celebrated. So you had these kind of iconic type characters that may represent a genre of entertainment. What is the 2.0? Is it what do you call the? Is it a 2.0 now for magic? You know, yeah, how do we I, how do we get you to be the representative and celebrated as the magician? In America. So I think people, the, the pandemic definitely affected everybody, both spectators, performers, creators, you name it. Um, we got a, we got a creator boom though. But the problem was, is I was more on the live side of things prior to the pandemic. So really wasn't posting a lot of material. I was, you know, concentrated on live ticketed shows, which was, you know, that was my whole forte was performing live shows when the pandemic shut down everything and I had 65 shows canceled in a span of like 10 days, I kind of panicked, but I, I wasn't prepared for that. Um, so I wasn't really set up to, to get, uh, you know, I kind of put it off for a month and another month thinking that we would get back to normal quickly and didn't really prepare for a 13 month shutdown. Um, so I didn't create those Zoom shows or live shows. I did a couple, but I wasn't prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, yeah, I don't really know how magic, I mean, a lot of people were very successful at it, but I'm more of a live performer. So with the whole doing magic at home while my dog's barking and the computer freezes up, that really wasn't kind of what I was set up to do. Mm-hmm. So I kind of pushed that to the side uh, and just waited for everything to open back up. But I did create a whole brand new live show during the 13 months that I was off and uh, a lot of other new material and new ideas and things. So I didn't just sit back and wait. I did create a lot of new effects and new routines and even improved and 
and change some existing routines. So how long, how long will you get into a trick to figure it out? Like how long do you get into something and, and try to determine how you want to perform it? It varies. Some of the effects that I perform currently even have more than one method. So one show I may use method A, the next show I may use method B. So there's multi, there's, there's different methods to each of my effects. Some effects I, you know, I will create, you know, perfect and perform in a live show in a couple of months. Some have taken years before I would even put them on stage, like the blow dart. That's mm-hmm. something that it took years and years and years before I was comfortable to say, Hey, you know, I can perform this on a regular basis. So um, the blow dart took years to master? To master. Yeah. It, yeah. it took, it took a while to version a of the blow dart was never seen by the general public. It mm-hmm. was my original idea. And then it evolved to what it is, you know, in the show today, uh, about a year later. So mm-hmm. that's, they go, that's a pretty cool trick. Yeah. I mean, you know, shoot the dart, bust the, the balloon. Mm-hmm. Right. And then shoot the dart, hit the card, hit the card that was selected, shuffled by a spectator and, yeah. Never touched by me. So, I mean, how does that, where does that come from? I mean, if you were reincarnated, what magician are you? <laughs> you know, my heroes in magic would be would be a cross between the marketing of Harry Houdini, the energy of Doug Henning, and the storytelling and kind of emotional feel of David Copperfield. Mm-hmm. So a mix of, of those. Have you ever looked at three. the faces of magicians? The faces. Yeah. As in just the past magicians. Oh yeah, I mean I can I can name. Have you ever noticed like even yours is very y'all structures structure in your nose and from here? I have not. Are very, very similar. I don't know. Is there something to that? I have no idea. Like your look structural look. A lot of the magicians look have the same bones some of the same bone structure. I've never I've never I've never looked at that. A lot of us have decent hair. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. there's been some good hair through the years. Channing Pollock was a great magician, also had really great hair. Um, yeah, there's not many ball magicians, is there? Not a lot. And Max Maven had some great hair. I mean, Eugene Berger had the, the beard and the good hair. There's There's been a lot of good hair in magic there. So magic, where did magic, how did magic start? I mean, Shout out to Jay Sankey. That's a good bald magician. Matt and I were talking about Jay Sankey. Where did magic start? You know, I was... Always a right-brained, super eccentric, creative kid who would come up with just crazy imaginations and, you know, kind of a, I was a big fan of, I still am a big fan of Disney movies. Mm-hmm. So was obsessed with, with Disney with my parents bought every single, we still have every VHS tape of every digi, Disney movie ever made. It's So I love storytelling and I love fantasy and I love imagination and Walt Disney. I mean, that's might be the greatest magician of all time. And he's not even a magician, but Mm -hmm. he, but he, he lets you feel. And you guys asked that before we came on, what is magic? You know, what is reality? What is magic? Magic is the feeling you get when you watch illusion or when you're watching an effect and something changes in your hand or you're thinking of something. And then I write that object down prior to you ever, that's that's magic. That's that feeling that you get. So that's what a magician is. I would consider myself a little bit of everything, a little bit of an illusionist, a little bit of a magician, a little bit of a storyteller, all rolled into one. You think Walt Disney did a lot of acid? 
I have no idea. <laughs> think the, about that. the fifth on I have think, no idea. Think Probably, about, I mean, there's... Think about that. You, how do you come up with a song? It's a small world after. I don't, I don't <laughs> like, know. I, what were you doing I, to come I, up with that song? I, you had to be doing some type of I will say, or something. I will say that as a child going on the flying carpets and uh, it's a small world, it's a lot more exciting as a, as a nine-year-old. I went in there like <laughs> two years ago with my girlfriend and I'm like... This is really strange. <laughs> so, uh, so you said earlier that you travel mm-hmm. a lot. Forty three states I've performed in. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Would have been forty four, but my show in Maine just got canceled. Why did it get canceled? COVID. COVID. Yeah, they they shut the event down. So interesting. That's what we're dealing with. I mean, yeah, gotta be gotta be ready to. So what? Who have you? Who have you met? You know, I know the. You're from Ohio. Right, and you do some stuff with the Ohio State football team. Yep, go Bucks! You know, go how do we get how do we get those fans to like the page? We got to get those fans to like the page. Oh yeah, that's I, a big uh, fan base. Diehard Buckeye fan, and uh, shout out to the to the team and, and Coach Day. They're doing a great job. They got a big game tomorrow against Oregon. I was going to go to the game, but I have this event tonight, and there was no flights to get me to Columbus in time to. Uh, to get to the game tomorrow, but I'll be watching tomorrow. I did the viral effect with with Chase Young where he thought of a card in his mind, and I gave him a card that was a completely different card before the effect started. He hold, held it in his hand. He thought of another card in his mind, and when he opened that card up that was in his hand, it was the card that he was that he had thought of, and he freaked out and ran off. And there you got Chase Young. He's one of the best defensive players in the NFL running across the field like a kid, you know. That's a cool. That's a cool moment. Same thing I did with Jeff Okuda um, in the in the huddle. I had a card signed. I threw it at his shoe as he was showing us how quick his feet were, and he took off his shoe. And the card that was selected and put into the deck was inside of his shoe as he took it off. So the whole team freaked out, and they all, you know, it was uh, some crazy reactions with those guys. So uh, that was a. Uh, that was one of the highlights because, like I said, I'm a big Buckeye fan, and and uh, to be able to do that was really cool. How'd you break? How'd you break in to get to do that? How'd, how'd you- different videos and other sports teams that I performed for. I mean, I've performed for the Carolina Panthers, uh, Chicago White Sox, Chicago Cubs, Texas Tech football. I mean, pretty long list of of teams. But I also do a lot of like celebrity and charity events with a lot of athletes. Uh, Drew Brees, uh, Marshall Falk. You know, the list goes on and on of guys that I've done stuff for. So it's just you do an event, you do a good job, and they like you. They pass your name off to somebody else, and it, it kind of works that way. So, oh, boss, yeah. Yeah. Because it's the engagement. You have real-time. I, I see that. This is how I see it, right? You have real-time engagement. Mm-hmm. So if we can put that in a bottle, we can make that – we can translate that engagement to media and social. Yeah, Right. That's what I see, you know, because you have a real time type of engagement. So I think once we put that into a bottle and figure out what that looks like visually, Mm -hmm. I think you'll get the same response. Well, I love interacting with the audience and I love improv. As you see on stage the other night, it's non scripted Mm -hmm. in a sense to where I just let the audience kind of flow. I studied just as many comics as I as I have magicians. Mm -hmm. So. I watch comedic timing. I watch, you know, um, go to a lot of live comedy shows. And, and, and what I look at is their interaction and improv with letting the audience be the audience and flowing with that, not having a preset script 
where you go to, and they, it's the same line every single time, but I let the audience kind of flow and I dictate kind of the energy based off of them. So the other night we had the guy, we had the guy, uh, you know, on stage who was really, really, really uptight and he was doing the, with the ball effect where the lemon ends up under the cup and yeah. he was really uptight. And I knew that. So I let him kind of, and then I hit him with other things to get him out of his shell. And by the end of it, he changed into a completely different, more relaxed person. And it made that routine that much better. So I think you have to adjust live, you know, on in, in person, you have to adjust based on who you're interacting with. Some, not all audience members have the same personality type. So you have to let them kind of flow. Mm-hmm. The show you were at, the audience was very good. They were very engaged. And, and how would you write, how would you write that show? Mm, I'm my toughest critic. So no show is ever a 10, eight, 7.75 to eight. You did some stuff for some country artists too. A lot of country guys. Yeah. I do a lot of stuff. Um, and I've done open up for Dustin Lynch at crash my playa. Uh, and, and Dustin and I are good friends. Did an effect that was, it was a viral effect with Kane Brown, um, in, in his, uh, in his kitchen, Thomas Rhett, Luke Combs, you know, uh, Darius Rucker. I'm, I'm involved with a lot of, a lot of projects that, that Darius does. How long have it's, you known, how long have you known Darius? Um, like 10 years, oh, okay. 10, 11 years. Uh, he's got a great charity event. If you ever get the opportunity to go check it out, uh, it's called Monday after the masters. It's a great charity event that he does with hooting the blowfish and, and they raise a lot of money for, uh, for junior golf and things. So, uh, Darius is a great guy. He gives a lot, does a lot with the community and, and gives back. He does a lot with MUSC as well. So he's a, he's a great guy. He's this good old boy here from Charleston, right? He's a, he's a, Super, super giving guy and and very approachable. So and Kid Rock as well. You've done stuff with Kid Rock. Oh yeah, Kid Rock and I uh, had an entire. It was, it was it was great. I was at this performing at this event and he was there and we'd met before with a couple different other artists, uh, but never on that level. We you know we had known who each other were and stuff like that. But he walks up and puts his arm around me and wants to see a couple effects and we're just standing at the bar at this event. And people are kind of leaving us alone and kind of whatever. And he's just one after another wanting to see more and more next thing you know he's like hey you want to go down to my uh honky tonk you know on on broadway yeah. there in nashville and I'm like yeah there's nothing like going to kid rock's bar with kid rock yeah so this his security team clears the way and it's just kid rock and i and a couple friends of mine walking down broadway with you know eight bodyguards up the back door of kid rock's bar with kid rock and it's it's crazy. And yeah, we're going to work on some stuff and, 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 and shoot, shoot some new maps. When I met him, when he came to our show, he came to our show uh, at the Ryman 2018. Okay. Southern, Southern Mama show. Okay. So I got the poster on the wall in there. Yeah. And uh, he says, I'm Bob, you know, hung out with us in the green room. Yeah. I, mean, I think he drank a little bit that night, you know, while he was hanging out. But he was cool. Yeah. Laid back dude, you know. that That's what I look at is how, how people – just treat other people. You know, a lot of these people have accomplished a lot, whether it be music, art, sports, whatever, but how they are with, with either fans or people that help them get to where they're at. That's what I look at, not what they've accomplished or how many points they scored and and, uh, how many touchdowns they threw for, but how they treat people and what they do with their platform. You know, if they're able to give back, if they're able to like, you know, change the world in in a sense, that's, that's kind of like what I look at. So it's not what you're doing as your profession, but use your platform for the betterment of other people. So, well, mine's probably a little bit of a uh, double standard, Uh you know, because I'm a little, I'm a little black or white up front. I'm a little stern, you know, at the end of the day, I have a pretty soft heart. Yeah. But a lot of people misjudge that 
as like he's an asshole or whatever. But if you look at the proof is in the pudding, yeah. And how many? I mean, I've, people I've helped that didn't have anything, and now they're making more money than they've ever made. Mm-hmm. I always say proof's in the pudding, but I think sometimes people miss that with me. Sometimes I'm I'm, I'm the type that the people will say he's he's energetic. He's got an he's got an arrogant side to him, but. As an entertainer, you have to have a little bit confidence. of of confidence and edge. Otherwise, you'll just get eaten alive in the world of entertainment. The reason I'm like it's, that, I yeah. think it's experience, right? And at the highest level, you know, if you want to be at the highest level, you got to come in and hit them in the mouth. You really do. Yeah, I mean, I want to to get to where I'm going, but I just I want to do it always the right way and yeah. never like I don't want to cut corners and I don't want to like burn bridges on the way to the top. I want to try to do things. You know, otherwise, my parents who are probably watching right now, uh, you know, will ground me <laughs> even at this age. So, oh, you're still a kid. Oh, yeah. You know, my, my mom, my mom, she'll still warn me, uh, wear your seatbelt, go to the speed limit. I'm like, Thank you, mom. Mom, I know. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. But uh, so what do you what do you got? I see you got some stuff laying over here you're reaching for. Oh, you want to try something? What is this? What do you got going on here? Let's try something. Let's. Uh, All right, Carl's going to do a trick for us. Okay, so this is a little coin purse. Okay, you can see inside. Cool. Gotcha. And uh, we're going to put a little, uh, little piece of paper. Actually, actually, I'll let you fold it. Fold it in half, and then fold it again. Fold it in half and fold it again, like this. Yep. All right, I'm folding a white piece of paper into two folds, and we're putting it into a leather uh, something. I don't know what the, what that is. It's just like a coin purse, yeah, a little leather fancy. leather purse or whatever. Okay, cool for all the listeners that can't have a visual. Sit that there and uh, take out the cards here. Now we have a deck of cards. It's coming out, and, and Carl has a very fancy way of shuffling the cards. This proved that I had no life as a child, and uh, practiced this more than my studies during study hall. So. 54 cards. I have the jokers still inside. And uh, you can see all the cards are different. Okay. What I want you to do is just to touch a card. Doesn't matter. Pull it out and put it underneath the purse. The little coin purse there. Just touch a card. Pull it okay. out. Yep. Put it underneath the coin purse. All right. I'm pulling a card and we're going to put it under the purse. Cool. And we wrote nothing on this piece of paper. Is that correct? Correct. Like we didn't write N-O-T-H-I-N-G, but we didn't. Put anything on the piece of paper. Yeah, so the white piece of paper that still, I put into the purse is still blank. Is still is blank when I put it correct. in the purse. Yes, and I correct. let you select one of fifty four cards because the jokers are still inside. What I'd like you to do is just to take out this piece of paper. Okay. All unfold right. it. Yep. Still nothing on side, right? Yeah, nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. Put that back in there. Uh, I ain't putting. I took the. Paper out, now I'm putting it back in. And it's in. still nothing. Yep, still nothing. And yep. you selected the card. Correct. And what I want you to do is just to jam jam this, uh, jam this, the, the the marker down into there. Like so this? Can, yep. Got it? Just mix that up. Got it? Yeah. Cool. And just, uh, just take it out again. Okay. Put your hand on top of it this time. On what? On top of what? On the paper. Okay. You selected the two of hearts. Correct. Hopefully you're not unimpressed, but, uh, uh, all right. Uh, take, uh, pull the, take, pull take, the paper back out. Take the paper back see. out. Yeah. Two of hearts. See two that? Hearts. Wow. 
The car, the paper that I put into the purse, and you can everything can be inspected. I mean, you can was you can see it was blank. You can, and now I pulled inside, it out. You can feel down it says, in there. Yeah, it says the two of hearts. Wow, that's pretty good, Carl. Yeah, that's pretty good. Damn. Let's try this. Let's uh, okay. You take a you take a red card. You take a red card. Go ahead. Okay. And um, I'll take the top card. Whatever is it? A black card? I think it is. I think it's a nine of spades. Oh, seven of spades. Fine. Ten of diamonds. Seven of spades. Okay. Got it. Now, most of the time when I do that, and I, I wait a couple of seconds, and I ask the spectator again, "What are the two cards?" Most of the time, they uh, they forget which the cards are because they're like diamonds, hearts, clubs, or spades. What are the two cards right now? The two cards we picked. Yeah. Uh, boy, ten of hearts and seven of spades. See, you're ten of diamonds. Oh, ten seven of diamonds. Spades. It's crazy how how quickly people forget suits yeah. and cards. But anyway, seven of spades, ten, ten of, of diamonds. diamds. Seven of spades. Put your hand nine. on the ten of spades. Okay. That's not the ten of spades. That's the uh, ten of diamonds. Ten of diamonds. And the seven of spades. Watch the seven of spades. Say go. Go. Nice. Check it out. They switch places. Nice. Nice. How did that happen? I have no idea. I have this portal in my hand, and it (laughs) allows me to... uh, that's pretty good. So you traded the cards. I had my hand on the ten of diamonds. Correct. And you traded with the seven of clubs. This is a game called choose anything but the nine of clubs. Touch a card. Just touch one. Pull it out. And you lost. That's the nine of clubs. I said choose any card but the nine of clubs. And you chose <laughs> the nine of clubs. But anyway. Yeah. Nice. Maybe I'm too easy. <laughs> that's Maybe. pretty damn good man yeah that's a, pretty damn good i've never seen a guy do that i'm a hit on airplanes uh i'm a hit on airplanes do you get like, bored on airplanes and just well i just can't of- sit still and yeah. i can't sleep on a plane so i always have a deck of cards with me so i i get the cards out and i start shuffling and doing flourishes and things and people look over and it doesn't take too long for them to ask you know you know one of two questions are you a poker player or are you a magician and when I say magician, they get excited, and then they want to see an effect or a trick. And uh, can you count cards playing poker? I plead the fifth because uh, the guys I play poker with might uh, might be watching <laughs> right now. So I I don't do that. If you have hey, lost Carl, a hey. poker game to me recently, I am sorry. <laughs> Carl, did I, Carl, take all your money. <laughs> one guy couldn't pay. I took his Rolex. So better take that off right now. He's <laughs> oh lord. Nice. I actually like my hands to be free when I'm when I'm uh, doing magic. No rings, no now bracelets, you, anything like that. I was trying to think in the photo I saw you the other night. Your attire on stage. You just had a t-shirt on, didn't you? Or shirt, yeah, most of the time shirt. short sleeves are very casual, very uh, high top tennis shoes, and usually uh, a, a short sleeve t-shirt or something like that. I like it to be. Uh, you know, I, I don't like the the jackets and things because you know I want people to be able to see that. There's nothing up my sleeve, mm-hmm. so to so to speak. Is that so, why you changed that photo? I I put up the other. Night. Yeah, no, I, that was. <laughs> listen, it took me about twelve seconds to be like, nope. I was trying to find a clean photo. Because First of all, the guy's hand was old, was. and second of all, it was like a tuxedo. <laughs> That's with what you noticed first. Oh, of course, the guy's hands was old. I'm like, wait a minute, no. 
Yeah. A red velvet curtain with a cuff yeah. links and a, and a, uh, yeah, I was trying to find, I was trying to find a clean photo for Carl for his social because the artwork does not fit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on there. So I was just trying to clean it up. So, but the one you, the one you put up was good. Yeah. But yeah. I, and I readjusted it so you could see your head. So yeah. Your head I, wasn't cut off. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. I saw the, the curtain with the cuff link and the old, the old hand. I'm like, no, 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 no. Someone's gonna be like, Carl's hand is really old. Like, no, you have a couple, have you always had a female assistant or girlfriend uh, date? What's going on? You, you yeah. Know, I mean, I have a couple, life? couple different assistants, uh, that I've used. Try not to use assistants that I'm like involved with because if you're rehearsing a show or have big shows coming up and then something goes wrong. So I try to keep that to the side now. Plus I don't want to use a lot of assistants either because a lot of my routines are, like I said, completely original in my own effects. So mm-hmm. I, I've only, I've, I've used five assistants in the last 10 years. Okay. So I've kept that number, you know, most of them have a dance background or, um, a performance background because I like my assistants to be, have a good strong appearance on stage as well. I had one assistant whose stage presence was, was too good though. And I'm like, listen, you're too good. She had a circus background and and she was a professional, like the best. Her name's Sarah Pedraza. The girl was just like unbelievable on stage. And I watched the video and I'm like, she's a lot stronger on stage than me. So I, (laughs) she's going to be the star of every show if I use her. So we did a show in Vegas together, but she was by far the most polished, best assistant I ever had. And like I said, with a circus background, she knew how to work 360. Yeah. Like, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a ring. So that was, uh, you, you never, you never want your assistant to outshine the magician. And you also never want a juggler to open up for you as well, because their energy levels are so good and they get the crowd so pumped up so quickly that, then you have to follow, and it's a juggler's. Life. Yeah, really. Lance Burton had a had a juggler that opened up for him for 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 years. Uh, Michael Godot, great juggler, but it's hard to match that energy level mm-hmm. to be able to. to what get do you the think crowd. about? You know, I had that idea about a DJ. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I could see, I could see that being live mixed and having making not only just a magic show, but almost like a like a scene, like a party atmosphere. Yeah, like yeah. in between and absolutely, you know, th- with the lights and stuff. Yeah, that would be. I mean, that's how I got Slim involved with what we did. Yeah, because I thought about uh, Dougie Fresh. Oh yeah, at the Apollo, and who else was at the Apollo? DJ Jazzy Jeff, I think was. That, yeah, DJ Jazzy Jeff. I think he did some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that was you know, and they're real. You know, those are real DJs, like real yeah. mix. You know, same with Slim and my buddy DJ Silver. Uh, they're they're real. You know, those guys are talented mixers. They actually, not like some of the guys you see, you know, some of these really famous DJs that just, that's it. Those, you know, those guys actually mix live, which is a, it's, which is an art form in itself. And no no kids? No kids. I travel way too much. So no kids, just a dog. Luckily I have my, my parents, uh, they live five miles from me, so. My dog stays with my parents probably just as much as he does me because I'm on the road a lot. Like I have this show tonight. The next week I have a show in Jacksonville, Savannah, and then off to Vegas for five days. So I'm on the road quite a bit. How about um, girlfriend? 
Be the fifth. No, no. Magicians, you know, they always have women around them for some reason. Why is yeah, that? Um, it's very intriguing. Yeah, I mean, you know, Copperfield dated Claudia Schiffer uh, yeah. back in the day. Um, and he wasn't the best looking thing to look at. Uh, Copperfield's a he's, he's a good looking yeah, dude in person. Look, yeah, he's a he's a good looking guy, and it's his the charm and. But he had a nose that like the, reached from here to my door. Over the guy, there, the know? guy made the Statue of Liberty <laughs> disappear. I mean, if you do that, you know. Uh, that would be my that'd be my hero in magic would be would be Copperfield. Copperfield. Yeah, yeah, I mean for sure. David, I mean, just he changed the the game with magic. He he made magicians superstars. Mm-hmm. That's why he's worth he's worth one point two billion dollars. Really? Not the wow. Not not hundreds of millions. One billion dollars. He even bought his own chain of islands. Uh, renamed them uh, Musha K at Copperfield Bay. Really? I mean the guy. Yeah the the guy's done it right. He's still performing twelve shows a week, you know, at the MGM in Vegas. So, wow, he's if got I can, a little, got a little dough. If I can become one percent as successful as David Copperfield, well, the one one thing about your career too, you could work till you're ninety. Yeah, I mean, uh, at the pace now, it would be it would be it'd be difficult, but uh, yeah, I would love to have the opportunity to do it. But it, it does, you know, like I say, I will stay in and perform magic until I can no longer give. A hundred percent. I think if you're going to do something, give a hundred percent. So the energy level, you know, no matter what's going on with you in your life, you have to give your best. Mm -hmm. So that's sometimes as difficult, you know? Well, the last two things, just kind of, if if Mm -hmm. somebody's listening, we talked about doing two big tricks uh, last night on the phone and figuring out how we want to do these live or whatever, which are insane ideas, by the way, correct? Yeah. Very insane ideas. Yes. The one with race car driver Denny Hamlin, right? Could Late. be, could be, could be a, could be one of multiple race car drivers. Okay, but I'm friends with a couple of those guys, Denny, uh, Austin, Dillon. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. There's, there's, there's. Well, I don't want to give away too much, but the idea has never been seen before anywhere close to this. Uh, it would be a very dangerous effect mm-hmm. that could end horribly wrong, but. A risk I would be willing to take. If I'm uh, involved with the production, do we need to get insurance? One thousand percent. Now this trick, could, key man insurance. This 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 effect could go horribly wrong, but yeah. So could my, you know, when I did the escape escape effect that I was showing Matt before uh, in Chicago, I hung upside down a hundred feet, dangling by my just my feet strapped to a crane and did a straitjacket escape. I'm willing to do those really insane things because I want to push the envelope just a little yeah. bit. You know, I, uh, I want to take that to the next level. My parents aren't going to be happy to hear that, but uh, yeah, I want to press the envelope with some, some really insane escapes and stunts. And, uh, and the other one was the, this making a Boeing 757 disappear. Yeah. And I want to do that live with a live audience surrounded. So be on the lookout for that as well. But there's a couple couple really far out there ideas. Um, there's an event actually coming up in Vegas pretty soon. And Richard Branson is going to be at this event. And, you know, I, I might also, uh, want to attempt to be the first magician to perform in space. Copperfield, if you're out there, please don't steal that idea because you could buy your own rocket ship and go do that. Hey, you know what? <laughs> we know Terry Virts. So I, I, I think I want to attempt that. It will be a first. I want to be the first magician to perform magic in outer space. I need to hook you up with Terry Vert. So the astronaut. I, I think that could be. Wow. I would be willing to go take the training, whatever I have to do to 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 do the 
the the G force training and the whole nine yards. But I know uh, with Richard Branson and the Virgin Galactic and the different companies now, you know, the race to yeah. space for space travel. But I want to be the first magician to literally do magic at zero gravity. That'd be pretty cool. It would be levitation. Wouldn't be that impressive in space. Yeah. though. Yeah. You can levitate. <laughs> like, look, I'm <laughs> levitating. Look at me. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, if you listen to the podcast, Look for Carl Michael. He's a great magician, and we're trying to head down this road with him and uh, be for, have some fun. Yeah, and be sure to follow on the the socials: uh, Instagram, Twitter, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all at CM Magic. Be sure to follow. I'm, I'm super interactive with with fans and followers, and we're going to be posting a lot of new content, some stuff that's completely out of this world, and uh, a lot of new material that I'm I'm, I'm I'm going to be uh, excited to release and, and hope you guys enjoy it to, uh, to watch it. Cool, cool. Well, magician Carl Michael, I'm John Edmonds Cosma, the CEO of Bang Productions. Yeah. and I, Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate it. And, and you guys listening to home, you know, uh, I hope you guys can watch and see this journey along with me. But no matter what your dreams are or what you want to accomplish in life, um, go after your dreams. Never let anybody tell you that you can't accomplish something because uh, anything is possible. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, no worries. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.